Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Chad Griffith. Chad is a commercial and editorial photographer who has photographed everyone from Amy Poehler to Bradley Cooper, J. Cole, and Gucci Mane, to name a few. Chad has worked with clients such as Atlantic Records, Sports Illustrated, Nike, Interscope Records, and New Balance, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Chad about how he got into photography, his experience studying photography at RIT in Rochester, New York, and how he broke into the business. And I also speak to him about some of his most memorable shoots over the course of his career. Chad was kind enough to invite me into his studio to do this podcast. It was a real pleasure getting a chance to sit down with him and uh, talk to him about all his experience in the industry. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening and take care. All right. Well, Chad Griffith, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast, man. Real pleasure to meet you. Uh, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, man. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely pumped. Got another RIT alumni on here, so can't, it doesn't hurt to have another RIT guy in here. We can get all, get into that. But uh, Look at us go. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> We're everywhere. Yeah, but I guess just to kind of start off, like, um, where did you grow up and like, how did you kind of get into photography originally? I grew up in Syracuse, New York, the mean streets of Syracuse, and uh, not mean at all, but um, I started photography when I was around 15. Uh, my dad had a Minolta camera, and we would just kind of go to the park, and he would kind of show me, you know, composition and depth of field and things like that, and uh, we'd take pictures. That's cool. And um, I instantly was really into it. <laughs> And I started taking um, like beginning photography classes in school, and uh, it turned into the only thing I was good at. Like I wasn't a good student at all, wow. but photography was uh, definitely like uh, the first thing that I felt any sort of success at. Oh, really? Yeah. How old were you when you kind of first got it, got into 15. Oh, 15. Yeah. What kind of stuff were you shooting when you first got into it? You know, it? really exciting stuff like bees on flowers and picnic tables. <laughs> Railroad tracks. Yeah. I mean, award-winning bees. Graveyards. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, yep. Everyone starts there. It's a, it's a starting point. You know? I mean, you should have seen this bee. It was beautiful. <laughs> I bet, man. It was beautiful. <laughs> um, but I guess, like, once did you kind of start taking it more seriously? Like, when did you kind of start thinking, like, it could be, like, a career for you? Um, I think that, let's see. Basically, I got more excited about photography once I f figured out what kind of photography I wanted to do. Okay. And w I was looking at a lot of music photography. And once I combined my, my love for music and hip-hop and photography, once that all kind of came together, uh, then it was, I didn't really want to do anything else. Okay. And uh, I, so I went after high school, you know, I had very bad grades. And, um, and then I went to community college, OCC first. Okay. Where I had really good teachers and it was a good program and, I think once I was able to concentrate on photography um, and choose the classes that I wanted to take, I started to have more success. And I did really well in community college, built up some confidence. Mm. And um, 
I didn't live at home. So I still had, you know, the college experience kind of grew up a little bit, yeah. you know, did a lot of dumb stuff, got the dumb stuff out of the way. Mm. And then, you know, I went to RIT and once I went to RIT, it was kind of all business. And I really, you know, the ball was already rolling, yeah, which is good. That's cool. What kind of yeah. made you decide on RIT opposed to going to like New York City or something? Because like a lot of people come down here. What was kind of your factor going there? I don't think I really knew. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was an option, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, of Rochester. I knew where that was on the map. Yeah, it's close. By. And I was always kind of really scared of New York. You yeah. know, as a kid, we drive through, you know, I had uh, relatives in Long Island. So we drive through the city and it was always like, you know, you'd see in the movies like, you know, people <laughs> figure, oh, you know, put your wallet in the front pocket. <laughs> and, you know, you have these, you know, I, I was terrified of the place. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right. You know. Um, I don't know how I found out about RIT, but applied, accepted, and then, you know, thank goodness, because it was, you yeah. know, such a good place for me to be. Yeah, it is an amazing place. I'm glad I went there, too, just because uh, I think if I went to school in, like, New York or, like, L.A. or something like that, there's a yeah. lot more distractions, where, at least for me, when I was at RIT, I was a straight photo all the time, like, yep. going to Eastman House. Like, how was your kind of experience at RIT? Are you kind of glad you went through that program? Yeah, I mean, I see the value of being a student in New York if you are going to take advantage and not get distracted. Yeah. And, I mean, I, th I think that RIT was definitely a better fit for me, mm. personally. Um, and I kind of went at a time where... a lot of people in my class were of a similar mind state. Like everyone was trying to make the best work. It was competitive, but supportive. Oh yeah. And everybody, it was so good that like, there's so many good photographers in my class. Yeah. Specifically. And so everybody would want to have feel good about the work that was on the wall. That's cool. And we would all help each other. You know, we would assist each other we would stand in for light tests, you know, all, all of those things. So there was competition, but it felt more like everybody wanted to see everybody do well. Yeah. That's one thing I was going to ask you is like being like photography is like such a competitive business, obviously. Mm. Do you feel like you're a competitive person or like, how do you view it? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like I don't view my, I guess I'm competitive, but I don't really look at it. Like I'm like trying to take people down, but like, how do you yeah. feel about it? Like, I can't think about it yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of photography yep. and I get excited when I see somebody do a cool picture. Hell yeah. You know, um, and you're all, and I'm always chasing for that in my work, being excited. Mm. And, you know, I listen to the Frank Ockenfels interview you had, and it was really comforting for me to hear when he said, you know, at the end of the year, if I have five good pictures, you know, I feel good about that. It's a good year. And I feel the same, I feel the same way. You yeah, know? you feel like every year there's kind of keep building on it, building on it pretty much. Yeah, because, you know, I, I work a fair amount and, you know, a couple months might go by and I think like, when's the last time I got that feeling that like, yeah, uh, that buzz. Mm. And, you know, sometimes you go through ruts and then maybe you have two bangers in a row, yeah. you know, so... Yeah, definitely. And even like being like a commercial photographer, I don't know about you, but like sometimes like 
those commercial jobs, it's not the most exciting photos. They're still fun. Yeah. But then it's like you kind of have to like, at least like, I don't know, shoot stuff for yourself sometimes just to kind of keep the creative juices flowing. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Is that kind of important to you? This kind of work on stuff on the side and it's kind of. Yeah. Big time. I mean, and to your point with the commercial jobs, I feel like that I have such a responsibility Mm. because, you know, they're paying good money. Oh, yeah that I need to execute their vision. Definitely. And I'm still working on um, a balance of, you know, they're hiring me to do what I do. And I'm still trying to make, have my voice in there somewhere. Yep. At the same time, giving them exactly what they want. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I agree. And then like, uh, yeah, because it's like being a commercial photographer. Yeah, you shoot so many different things. Like, mm-hmm. uh, how? Uh, this is kind of a funny question, but how much percentage do you think of the photos you shoot like end up on your website? Because I know me personally, not like yeah. so many jobs I do, this like never end up going on my website. Not because I'm not yeah. proud of them, but it's just like a different thing. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think that, and it's a, it's weird because a lot of the clients I shoot for especially with the ad the ad stuff in the contract it says that i can't put that stuff on the website or on my social media yeah so i mean if you look at my website sometimes it looks like i shoot for three people yeah you know what i mean yeah and uh and then you know when i show somebody my portfolio or the things i've been working on they're like dude oh, what, what's going on yeah that is a bummer it yeah. happened to me a job last year i did and it was like I was trying to press them too. I was like, can I just like, I just want to put them like on my website. Like, and they're like, nope, nope. And it seems like almost Mm -hmm. more of a trend now. They don't even want to like, they just don't want to adjust it, adjust the contract or anything. They just want like, I guess, complete control over it. I guess. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough thing, I guess. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just so grateful. Oh yeah. That, um, that I'm doing the work. Hell yeah. Okay. I'll take, take the money I'm making here and invest it in doing the, in doing the editor the editorial shoots to the best of my ability mm. so. yeah that's that's a good approach and i guess just to kind of go back a little bit um when you're at rit like did you kind of already have like a goal in mind like the type of photography you wanted to be when you got out like what were you kind of uh yeah i think that all along i knew that i wanted to be like a music entertainment photographer okay i think um i've been lucky that I knew from a really young age what I wanted to do. Yep. And I knew for um from a, you know, at least in college what type of photography I wanted to do. And I think a lot of people their struggle beginning is finding their lane and finding their voice. Yeah. And it was a good thing that I knew uh for a long time because I took terrible photos for a real I mean I took you know they say, you know, the more shots you take, the more you make. Mm. And I, you know, I took terrible photographs for a decade. Yeah, you know? definitely. I think it takes that long just to get to <laughs> the starting point almost, it feels yeah. like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got kind of going off that, I guess, like, yeah, like, did it take you a while to kind of figure out the, like, I guess the style or the aesthetic, the way you shoot? Because like looking at your website, it looks like you kind of have a distinct vision. You know what you're doing. Did it kind of take you a while to kind of get to that point? And is it like something that you're even like, conscious of while you're shooting like it needs to look a certain way or um i think i find a look and then people are hiring me to do that 
Yeah. And then immediately I'm like, I need to do something else. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm I'm always like doing light. T- um, I really like and gravitate towards well lit photographs mm. and lighting is what excites me. Yeah. And it's what I think about. It's what I obsess over. And um, so I'm always trying to make um, myself happy that way. Yeah. But being that having a specific, a, a really specific style that way, it lends itself to being pigeonholed Yeah, and to being put in a box. Mm-hmm. And especially with when I was first starting out, the subject matter that I was shooting, I was shooting a lot of hip hop and it was, Oh, he's a hip hop guy. Yeah. So then you know, I would be reaching out to all these magazines and they would tell me some really kind of insulting things. Like I think your work is too urban or too dark and it's like uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) but you know, and at the same time there was magazine, like really popular music magazines that were specifically hiring photographers that don't shoot music yeah and it was an interesting approach and i really liked the work they were making Mm. but i wasn't so i wasn't really fitting in there and i was so it was difficult for me to kind of break out of that yeah it's kind of frustrating sometimes how they want like people want to put you in a box because like Mm. you can tell like looking at your website granted like i mean maybe you start off shooting hip-hop but like you can tell you're a talented photographer and know how to light and it's like you can apply that to other things, yeah. but it's like just because, yeah, they want to put you in a box. Uh, yeah, it is a frustrating thing. Um, how do because like looking at your website now, you shoot all different types of people now, like actors mm-hmm. and comedians and all different types of mu- musicians. How did you kind of get out of that? You think, did you just kind of? So I was, um, just reaching out to, you know, doing the same thing that everybody does, you yeah. know, emailing a mm-hmm. hundred people a day and getting one email back and, you know, the really lonely roller coaster of the photo business. But that one email will keep you going, uh, man. That it one will. Like, it'll, yes. light that, it'll light that fire, and then, you know, three hours later, you'll cry. Yeah. Uh, but it uh, it is the Band-Aid, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so I guess, like, when you got um, at RIT and we're kind of starting out, like, who were kind of some of your first clients you were working with, and how did you kind of start getting your work out there? Um let's see so I was working for like uh when I first got out basically I needed to build a book to to get jobs Mm. so I there was this um internet website called MySpace oh I don't know if you're familiar (laughs) oh yeah man (laughs) so and a lot of musicians were on MySpace yep so um you know like I stated earlier I'm very big into hip-hop and I would um so I would be reaching out to a lot of rappers through MySpace, and I would go to this. I would al- also go to this um, this night called End of the Week at this club called Pyramid in the East Village, and you know it was a place where uh, musicians would go and work on new material that they were recording, and yep. you know it was kind of an open mic night, and I would go by myself sit in the corner and just like enjoy myself, listen to the music, get inspired. And I've made a lot of friends through going there. And I started to build up a portfolio from these underground hip hop wow. musicians. That's pretty cool. And then with that body of work, I started trying to, you know, 
showing it around to smaller magazines. And when I first started out, there was, uh, you know, when I got out of college, 2004, there, there were a lot of magazines and there were a lot of magazines that would take chances on young photographers and give them um, little assignments in the front of the book and kind of let you earn your way into the magazine. Yeah. And like Dime Magazine oh, that, was a basketball magazine. Is that still around? I forget. It is. That magazine was awesome. Yeah. And they, Jed and Pat, they were my guys, and they were so nice, and uh, they really supported me and gave me some great memories, great assignments. Yeah. And those relationships, like, this industry is all about relationships. Mm. And if you do, if you make somebody else look good, and you do a good job, and you do the best you can for somebody... you're going to get another job. And then the, so I think maybe it was clay that told me this, but, um, usually when you work with somebody, that's the worst job that they're going to have. You know, most people grow and they, they move, they move different places and hopefully you left a good opinion with them and they'll bring you places. Yeah, definitely. And those guys, you know, went on to, um, foot locker and new balance. Yeah. And then, you know, then, you're working for those companies. Yeah. You grow with them. Exactly. You just keep building on, building yeah. on it. Um, were there kind of any like early assignments you got when you first started out, you kind of look back at now that were kind of like a, you learned a lot from or like starting out? Cause I, I know for me, yeah. like I, looking back now, like how I approached like a couple of my first assignments, it's just so funny to look yeah. at now. This like dealing with clients and stuff like that. Yeah. Did it kind of take you a while to get used to all that? Um, I mean, I think that I, I also assisted for uh, a couple years, so I had a good idea. I got some experience. I saw, you know, a lot of different levels of photography, and everybody I would work for, I would learn something different from. And yeah. a lot of it was how the they would interact with clients, interact with their subjects, yep. things like that. So when I really got the ball rolling, I think I had good foundation. I had a good foundation. But when I feel like the best approach I had when I was young was I would be very honest with the people that I was smart photographing. And I would say, you know, I would show vulnerability and say, I'm really excited to be here. Yep. You know, um, one of my first opportunities that I got outside of the hip-hop stuff i started shooting for village voice magazine or village voice newspaper in new york oh yeah you know all the free all the red boxes iconic red boxes and so they gave me a couple front of the book stuff and i did a good enough job and then they gave me a cover and it was amy poehler oh yeah the pink background yeah Yeah, that was a badass cover thanks man was that your first cover that was um that was my first entertainment cover okay and she showed up. I was supposed to, you know, it's a press junket day, so they're go. It's in a hotel, mm. and they're going, you know, hotel to room, hotel room to hotel room all day long, and it's an exhausting thing. It's you know probably the worst part of their job, yeah. and I was supposed to have her for five minutes, yep. and you know in my head I have all these ideas. I brought these props. I you know have I'm very excited. Yep. So when she walked in, I you know said I'm very excited to be here this is a really big deal for me um I have these ideas and was I think she saw like this baby bird yeah and she took pity on not all pity but she like held my hand through this process yeah 
And so Tina Fey was in the other room getting photographed for Vanity Fair. Oh, wow. And so when she was done, she came in and she was standing behind me and they were bantering back and forth. <laughs> and um, it was she was so kind and generous with me. And I think she did that because I was very vulnerable and open with her yeah yeah that's that's a smart way to be is be honest with people and up front and like genuine yeah definitely yeah Yeah, just be yourself uh and with like those type of situations where you only got like five minutes like uh, what do you think is like the best way to approach those shoots because obviously you don't have much time like yeah how do you kind of handle those things i think the thing that i'm always searching for is the the moment because i do get caught up in you know i have the lighting the lighting down so I get it lit the way that I want and then I'm trying to um, relate to that person somehow get an like I I'm always searching for the off moment where they're not thinking of the camera they're laughing they're looking off you know that's why I would often take if they had someone with them you know take their friend put them behind me get them involved in it Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of times I talk more than I take pictures and I ask questions I engage and yeah um even though I know I only have five minutes I'm hoping that that approach gets me a more honest photo yeah rather than someone that's kind of staring aesthetic and I get plenty of those yeah and you know I think especially coming from RIT there was in for a long time there was an RIT aesthetic and there was a certain like staticness, at least when I went, there okay. was like, you know, kind of static. There was a, uh, a period of time where it was like a, j- just a static image, blanks, thousand yard stare. So, yeah. And, you know, so I needed to, <laughs> I, I do have plenty of those images. <laughs> yeah. How do you yeah. do it? I mean, I'm sure you run into it sometimes being a portrait photographer, you're handling all different types of people. Like yeah. uh, when you're dealing with people that the last thing they want to do is have their photo taken. How do you kind of handle those situations? Like I, I say, I'm going to get you out of here so quick. <laughs> you aren't going to believe it. <laughs> yeah. You aren't going to believe how quickly we're going to get this done. Yeah. And usually like I've photographed, hundreds of people and i would say maybe two have been bad experience not bad experiences just you know yeah everyone has a couple bad apples in there yeah and it's um usually pr the pr person yeah so and the two bad apples i've had it was the same pr person yeah pr people are tough like i don't deal with that that much but like I'm sure you've run into it. They almost want to tell you how to do your job and how to take the picture. Like, yeah. you should do it like this. You should do it like this. And it's just like puts this roadblock off. Yeah, of it. it's all, you know, it's all a game. It's all just a juggling act. And, yeah. You know, but they're, they have a job to do. True. I have a job to do. Yeah. And I always tell them, I want you to look your best. Just, mm. you know, it doesn't do me any favors. It, it, it doesn't make me look good to make you look bad. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, and I have a lot of good, like a lot of the good shoots I've had have been with, uh, because PR people will come to me and say, oh, I have some new clients. Yeah. Will you do some photography for them? Not even for magazines, just so they have some images of new, new people that they represent. Yeah. So def- you get these relationships with these people. It's, it's all important. about relationships. You just build up trust yeah. with these people. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you said, this make it easy for people and like, yeah, you, 
it's almost like a it's almost like a challenge. It's like someone walks in, they're having a bad day. It's like I'm gonna yeah. flip this on you. I'm gonna flip music. this. Music. You're gonna walk out of here with a smile. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You need to have good music. Yep. Snacks. Never hurt. <laughs> Maybe some. I mean, if I got an, you know, I got a shoot coming up next week. You know. Yeah. I got. You know, I need to bring my A game. I'm gonna. I already have plans to go to the florist. You okay. have some flowers wow. on it. You know. You know, That's just set, set the mood a little bit. Yeah. Do you do like a lot of research when you're photographing these like, like celebrities and stuff? Do you do like a lot, a lot of research on them or are you kind of this? I should. Yeah. And I do most of the time. Yep. And of course there are the, you know, the times where I'm Googling <laughs> who I'm shooting, you know, an hour before and it's bad and it's a terrible habit and I want to break it. Yeah. And when I'm doing, when I'm at my best and I try to do this every shoot, I do my research, I print out mood boards, mm. and I'll print out eight by tens. So, and I'll put them on a V flat, and then, t you know, kind of show them, show my subject and everybody, I, you know, the stylist, um, the PR people, show them what I'm going for, and the kind of mood I'm going for. And so, hopefully that gets them excited and them understanding the, vi the vision. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's smart. You kind of like walk them through like what you're looking to do and kind of give them like a start point, end point, and just really explain it to them so it's not yep. just like this wide open thing. Because a lot of these, you know, a lot of people I photograph are actors. So yep. if you give them a guideline and if you're organized with your thoughts and be like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And then I usually try to start with the easiest shot, make that extremely quick and then they're like oh it's time for the next one great yeah and then the shot that i'm really trying to get then maybe that's a little longer yeah. and then the last shot try to get them out quickly that's cool in your experience like photographing actors being that like they're always they're they're actors so they're used to being directed mm -hmm. do like do a lot of them come in with their own like twist on it or is it are they still looking for a lot of direction to usually you think it varies yeah but i think for the most part um you know actors are really easy to photograph because yeah. they can just turn it on, you know, and give you, and they have their picture taken constantly. They're, you know, they know their looks, they go through, you know, they give you 10 faces. They're all great. And you're like, okay. Yeah. The real challenge is the athletes who this isn't a part of their job. And then, so with athletes, that's more of the dance. It's more the direction. It's, um, but actors are, are generally pretty, they make the job really easy. Yeah, that's interesting. And uh, one thing I was going to ask you about, like looking at your website, um, it looks like you really enjoy working in the studio where we're mm -hmm. sitting right now. Yeah. Is, is that always been something you've enjoyed? I mean, obviously you shoot on location too, but yeah. um, is the studio always something you've kind of enjoyed and what, what do you kind of like about it, you think? I mean, I got put in a box. <laughs> Literally, I am got put in a, I'm in a box. <laughs> Uh, I think that um, I mean I love shooting on location, and um, if I had my choice, I would shoot on location every shoot. Mm. But a lot of times, with the opportunities I'm given, it's in the studio and uh, very comfortable here. I like it. Having my own studio is great. I come here the night before, pre-light, make things really comfortable on myself, yeah. easy. And then that way, uh, you know, day of the shoot, roll in, cup of coffee, focused, do the job. Yeah. 
No, that's smart. But yeah, yeah, working in the studio, it's almost like, I mean, I don't, I don't really work in the studio as much, but it could. It seems like you really have to almost challenge yourself more because you could right. fall back and easily just do the same thing. Like here, set up the lights down here, set up the lights down here, because it's totally. like with on location, you can kind of rely on the location of different stuff to add like the flavor to your photo or whatnot. Yeah. But here, you, you feel like you really need to like constantly be like changing your uh, challenging yourself, like lighting and kind of switching things up. That's where a good a dose of uh, self loathing comes in, <laughs> where you know, because you know there's a lot of uh uh it takes a lot for me to impress myself <laughs> so I'm, kind of, I'm constantly trying i try as much as possible to to change things up and to get excited about something new that i'm trying so uh that's the goal yeah definitely no I, yeah looking at your website you do all types of interesting stuff like different colors and all types of different lights it's not the same thing over and over again so that's kind of what keeps it exciting it's really, yeah it's cool man and uh, i know how we were talking before how you kind of started off shooting like hip-hop and stuff mm -hmm. um what do you kind of like what do you enjoy working about with like musicians and things like that like you've always been like a big hip-hop fan always who, who are kind of some of your early like favorites Oh, <laughs> list 30. That's a, no. <laughs> that, that's a different, that's a whole, yeah. you, got, you got some time. Yeah. Um, so when I grew up, we had the, the Columbia, um, the Columbia CD club. Oh yeah. Where, yeah. You got the catalog. You know, the stamps and you send it in. Yeah. So I think when I was trying to find my music taste and, you know, you're influenced by what your parents listen to. And um, my dad was really big into NWA. Oh. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> he did buy me that tape, though. That's awesome. What a guy. So um, I got Biggie, the Ready to Die. Wow. I got that in the mail, you know, with a bunch of different other CD, Blues Traveler, Dave Matthews Band, just trying to figure out what I liked. And then I just would not stop listening to Ready to Die. It was, um, and just that simple iconic uh cover of the baby the it it's a masterpiece of the manion shoot that no no okay i thought he did yeah he did everything else yes yeah. <laughs> and clay yeah him and clay him and, <laughs> they, they, him, and, him and clay <laughs> yeah were like there any like uh like music photographers you kind of looked up to when you were starting out clay clay Man manion i mean um anthony manler albert um albert watson's one of my all-time uh, Clay gave me uh, Albert Watson Cyclops, the book, and I love everything about it. It's like the perfect size. It's five by seven. It's small. It's intimate. You need to hold it close to you. The images are beautiful. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he's good. Yeah. That guy's good. Really and, good. Uh, you know, when I was in high, like I said, you know, I don't know if I said it here or when we were talking before, but I was looking at Clay's photography way before I... I met him and I think getting excited about music photography um, really steered me in the direction. Like if it wasn't for those pictures, I'd, I don't know if I would have stuck with photography. Wow. Yeah. Damn, that's pretty wild. Um, I guess like uh, looking back, like all the shoots you've done, it, I guess speci specifically like the hip hop stuff, are there like any kind of the, uh kind of look back at and like in particular they're kind of special to you like maybe yeah. maybe just for the experience or this the photos or something um so like i was telling you but like relationships 
And uh, so I have a good relationship with this designer, um, creative director. He was at Def Jam, Alex Haldi. And uh, he was young, I was young, and we would go, we would do these album packages together. And we had, we were both fans of hip hop and we'd have really great conversations. We worked well together, very excited and we're happy to, we were so happy to be doing what we were doing. And um, so I would do anything for, for that guy. So he called me up and he played me some music and he said, there's this guy and you know, uh, he doesn't have any money. Will you shoot for, yes absolutely whatever i'll shoot for i'll pay to do it wow. i listen to music blown away wow so show up uh supposed to be a nice day out ends up blizzarding uh he didn't have a cell phone lived in this little tiny apartment we're shooting outside uh for the cover of his mixtape the warm-up is j cole oh wow and this is before his deal yep with uh, Jay Z, Jay Z was the first. He was the first person to sign to Rock Nation, and such a great guy. I loved his music. I loved him, and we we had um, a really nice working relationship, and uh, did a lot of work together. And when he got signed to Jay Z, I got a text, and we he's like, "Oh, meet meet me at this bar. Go to the bar." And uh, it's packed, and then he he uh, has the DJ play something, and he uh, puts on keys to the rock, and he tells everybody, "I just got signed to Rock Nation." Wow! And it was it was great to see um, success, because I you know I've seen a lot of really talented musicians, like unbelievably. Mm talented guys not really put it together yep and that was the first time that i saw everything click damn yeah that is pretty wild just kind of witnessing all that and building up and look where he is now man (laughs) on that cover he didn't have like he was wearing a t-shirt and i um i gave him my sweatshirt yep and so that sweat that sweatshirt is what he was wearing on the cover and that was like his iconic album and he just did a he did a tour two years ago of just that album, mm. and I actually re- saw him uh, a month or two ago, and I was waiting to run into him because I saved that sweatshirt all, you know, for whatever it is, 10 years or something. Wow. You know, because ju- I felt like this w- is his Michael Jackson thriller jacket. This yeah. guy has to You're have, right, you know, <laughs> he, he has to have this. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's cool, and you gave it to him? Yeah. What did he yep. say? Was he pumped there? Oh, he was, he's, I can't believe you still have this. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the interesting thing about photography. Like you never know who you're going to run into, especially being like a portrait photographer. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, to me, that's like the most inter- interesting thing about it is like, there's no other job like that where you're just constantly meeting all different types of people, you know? Yeah. To me, that's the most exciting thing, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Um, and then one thing I was going to mention, I saw you photograph David Banner for the cover of The Source. Oh, yeah. How, was, that, was that your first cover, or have you shot covers before that? Or? I did. I shot, um, that was my, you know, I grew up reading The Source, and that was a really, really big deal to me. Mm-hmm. And um, very similar approach. I, you know, told Banner that I was, I had all these ideas. They get, they, the label actually gave uh a 
very big sum of money to the magazine to to do the shoot and it was the most money that I've ever been given to do a photo shoot and I spent every dime on props I had I filled like I made a safety (laughs) blanket for myself I was so nervous I I think I had four or five assistants you know uh I think there was 20 cent 20 sandbags we had to bring up six flights of stairs we shot outside it was like 90 degrees he's wearing leather it was you know and I in the beginning of the shoot I you know told him how how much this meant to me and he we had a really nice honest moment he's like I feel like we're both at the same place he's like this was so such a milestone for me it was the first time he was on the cover wow. of the source and so we both worked extremely hard to get there and it was like he was bringing his A game I was bringing my A game and all this lined up and it was perfect timing and he called me that night wow after the shoot was over, it was like 11 o'clock at night, I, I, and I was up because of adrenaline. Usually, I'm an old man. I go to bed after Jeopardy, but for, you know, still got, got the post-photo shoot high. Yeah. And he called me up. He thanked me, and it was just, uh, I'll never forget it. Yeah, it, that's awesome, man. I, I remember seeing that back in the day, and it was really cool, man. It, it, and that's, that's, just, that's just really awesome. Um, and one thing I noticed you always do uh, I don't know if you do it on every shoot, mm-hmm. but you shoot a lot of Polaroids of people. Oh, yeah. Do you do that with everyone you shoot or kind of this like here well, and there? That's a sensitive subject, it, Alex. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my baby died. Oh, man. Yeah, I need to get her fixed. I have the um, Polaroid. It's um, Land camera. Yeah, 600SE. They call it the goose. Yeah. <laughs> and she died. Um, very sad. But, yeah, so basically I would try to shoot Polaroids on every shoot and then give the person something to physically leave with. I put my little sticker on the back, and they leave with it. And it's nice for people, yeah. you know, because they are taking time to do this. And if they leave with something that they're excited about, it's it's cool and hopefully memorable. Yeah, and, and maybe they'll hit you up again in the future to work. It just shows that you really appreciate their time, and this kind of shows how much you actually care. It's not just like another and it, it's always the best shot. Yeah. It's frustratingly yeah, like, always shit. the best shot. And it's like, wait a second. <laughs> uh, that's cool, man. And one thing I was going to ask you, I mean, since you, you've been doing this for a while now, like, what do you think the key is to, like, I guess, like, managing a photography business? I guess more specifically, like, marketing yourself. Is that something you, like, still think about a lot? And are, like, there any things you've kind of learned over your time? Like, maybe, like... I do. I don't think I'm necessarily good at it, yeah. but, um, you know, I, I look at some of my, um, compadres like Kareem Black and Matt Salakuse who are masters of they are. the, pro- the like promotion. Wheat pasting and stuff. Oh my goodness. They're, <laughs> they're next level. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I, d- you know, I do my due diligence I do the promos, I do the emails Yeah. and, uh, you know, but my, f- my, f- philosophy has always kind of been I just always keep working I'm always working no matter if it's a paid job or me just taking pictures because if I don't I go nuts yeah I go I two weeks ago I went a couple days without working and you would have thought that I had a hundred puppies die (laughs) I was so sad and just down in the dumps and whiny and miserable and grumpy and just like it was 
disgusting. I was disgusted with myself. And then yesterday, you know, I've had a couple shoots in a row, and I went, I went to Atlanta. I just got back from Miami. I had two shoots today. Wow. And I opened my mouth last night to be like, oh, I, I've, I'm so tired. I have so many shoots. And I told my wife, I said, if I ever complain, you know, just kick me out of the house. Say, yeah, say that again when this you got is a month where it's slow. Get out of here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the tough things, like, like being a freelance photographer, like how do you kind of deal with those ups and downs? Like you, you, you just kind of keep shooting. That's kind of how you deal with it. Just keep like, shooting. Yeah, because sometimes yeah. you might have a couple weeks where nothing's going on. It just happens. Like, Luckily, I have a couple like really steady um, clients. Yep. And so I do, I keep. That's good. I keep very busy. Yeah. And thank goodness. Yeah, that's smart. There's always something to work on. Um, but I guess like... What do you think it is about like editorial photography you enjoy the most? Like, I mean, I've, obviously you do commercial mm-hmm. stuff too, but is, is ed- editorial stuff you think you kind of enjoy more? I, I like it all. Man. Yeah, definitely. I love it all. Um, you know, I've had I've had some opportunities where um, I get to be around when people are, you know, being interviewed after a shoot. And I get to be there firsthand listening to people talk about what makes them tick and their inspirations yeah. and uh, seeing people passionate about what they do inspires me as well. Yeah. And so aside from the photography, me just being around um, the interviews uh, is one of, one of my favorite parts of my job. Yeah, definitely, yeah. man. It can be really inspiring for sure. And I know how we mentioned before we kind of started this podcast, we were talking about how it's like important, like to kind of have like a community of photographers. Mm-hmm. Is that like, I know you mentioned you talked to Kareem Black and Matthew Salakus. Literally every day. Uh, it's, I'll look at my phone. Probably if I looked at my phone right now, I have a little bubble with like 49 <laughs> messages because the two of them talk in one word sentences like hey what you got report uh gentlemen report is is usually the way the ball gets rolling oh really yeah what do you guys kind of like critique each other's work or kind of help each other no not even that nonsense yeah but uh, you know it's um you know this is a this could be a lonely sad yeah. Uh, business and if I just sat in front of the computer all day long yep. I would go nuts and it's nice to have some you know a community of support and you know we do share we share work and things we're working on and and problems or you know production things mm. we're always helping each other out yeah. and um, it's really comforting and besides those three you know I talk to those guys every day, but, you know, there's an even bigger community outside of that where, you know, uh, a lot of them are from RIT. And I think that's the, you know, I, I tell them that the most, I think the most beneficial thing about going to school is the community that you build in those relationships. And, you know, because anybody, especially now, anybody can learn how to be a photographer, Mm -hmm. you know, watch a couple YouTube videos, yada, 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 iPhone filter, (laughs) uh, toaster filter, (laughs) clarity, uh, boom, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, there's just so much more to it. Like it's not even like that's just like such a small part of it. Like, yeah, uh, that's just like the starting point, and then all the other. Stuff. Yeah, sure, you could take a picture, but can you? Do you have skin tough enough to, you know, have uh, all the self doubt weighing on you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See so on the long road to the middle. Yeah, and yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, and I guess to kind of wrap up, like what do you think it is that kind of keeps you going? What kind of keeps you motivated to keep doing this? Like have you said before, it's like competitive, but what kind of keeps driving you to do it? That I literally am good at nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, hell yeah, man. I know. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really love it. Um, it's not a job to me. I know that sounds corny. My, my parents always said, do what you love. It won't be work. Hell yeah. And it's not. And I still, but I equally love complaining. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, I still complain. Yep. Woe is me. Yep. Yada, yada. But then I have to turn around and kick myself and say, you are the luckiest guy. Hell yeah. That you get to do what you love, be around great people, have new exciting experiences, go different places, talk to be on podcasts, meet new people. <laughs> that's at the bottom of the list, but yeah. <laughs> that's number one, baby. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely, man, I agree. It's like, for me, it's like, uh, I just want to keep seeing where it goes. Like, yeah. even those times where it might be having, like, financial, like, stresses, if you have a slow month or whatever, it's mm -hmm. like, I can't not stop because it's like, where's yeah. this going to, where's it, where are you going to be at in, like, two years, you know? I'm proud of what I, what I did when I had no money. Hell yeah. Like, you know, you get creative. Yeah, you like know, you said, you're going to like ramen those, noodles. The, thank you. Yeah, Colt Forty Five. Thank you. <laughs> you, beautiful, you inspired beautiful work back then. And even like you said, like you're just going to those music uh, this, to listen to hip hop and stuff, and you just kind of built this work. In cargo shorts and flip flops from like, nothing. And I, I would imagine yeah. that's probably some of your like work you. I still talk to. I mean, a them. lot of those guys yeah. I still talk to. Yeah. Now they have kids and <laughs> and insurance. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful i mean it's beautiful hell yeah man yeah. and i guess kind of going forward do you kind of got any goals or anything for your photography moving forward anything you're kind of looking to do or just hopefully not burning everything to the ground <laughs> but uh you know just getting i just want to get better mm -hmm. you know and uh i think you know what you're doing with this podcast is really great because it is a part, like, this is a part of the community, too. And listening to other people's stories and learning from other people yep. is, and is really important and comforting. And just like when I assisted for a bunch of people and learned f from everybody, you, I kind of leave every podcast with learning something or having a different perspective or at least feeling like... Uh, other people are going through the same things that I am. Yeah, definitely, man. I agree. That's kind of what I've been learning a lot. I've, only, I've been doing this like five months now, and it's like I learned something every week. And it's like, yeah, because yeah, people have similar problems, and you kind of learn a lot from how people do stuff and how they handle it. So it's not only me. Yeah, exactly. My <laughs> other people's other people don't get replies from emails either. <laughs> Mostly no replies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're right though. That one that comes in, you're like, yes. <laughs> it's not an auto reply. They. <laughs> They said my name. It yes. says Chad on there. Oh. 
Uh, I, on top of the world. That's hilarious. Well, Chad, man, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time, dude. It's a real pleasure getting to talk to you about all your work and stuff. And uh, I guess for people listening, where's the best place to check you out? Uh, my home address is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> P.O. Box. P.O. Uh, Box. <laughs> in the van by the river. Uh, just Chad underscore because... Under, Chad underscore Griffith because it's you know some other chad griffith beat me to it how i was around when snapchat first started mm. and why i didn't think to get snapchat uh. i really messed up i missed an opportunity snapchat i could have had everybody with bunny ears <laughs> i messed up and then but you- anyway <laughs> so just chad underscore griffith or go to my website send me an email i will not auto reply chad response chad response Probably not. That's not. Uh, that's not necessarily true. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm terrible. Oh, you know. Okay. That's my mom. She's so mad. I sent you a picture of the dog. You didn't say anything. Right on. Well, thanks, Chad. You're the best. <laughs> so there you have it. That was the Chad Griffith interview. I want to thank Chad so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and for inviting me into his studio in New York. It was a real pleasure getting to sit down and talk with him about all his experience in the industry. Um, definitely go check out Chad's website at chadgriffith.com. Um, he has a lot of awesome photos up there, so definitely go check that out. And going forward, just want to let you know, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as on my website, alexgagnephoto.com, and also on my Instagram, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much, and take care. <laughs>